all right should we get into our challenges let's get into it man what did we it was i challenged you with red hot chili peppers no i challenged you with the red hot chili peppers <laughs> <laughs> and i said that so convincing straight in your face i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, shit. and you challenged me to mega death yes yeah yeah yes <laughs> And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, girl. I am so frustrated right now. Technical difficulties again? Like always. That's so weird. What changes from... I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything is perfect. And then I buy brand new stuff, and I plug it in, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. I I, I have no idea. I think I've been doing this for more than 20 years and electronics as much as i love them and i'm good at messing with them they just i don't know they I mean, falter all the time they just don't like you i guess i guess so i think it's all the spirits that are following me you know how they <laughs> embed themselves in electricity yeah and it's just they're like in my lines and making noises and stuff yeah. you're probably right that's what you get for fucking with all that <laughs> uh so what's up what's new dude I'm actually, so everyone knows for me, late November, late October through January, it's fat kid season. Mm-hmm. I've been hitting it hard. Yeah, dude. I didn't, me too. And it's like, I, it's really consumed me. Yeah. I normally pack on 15 pounds within those two and a half months. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then come January, I just, I lose it all, right? Right. But I changed my workout. So this this time period, the workouts are heavy cardio, heavy um, weight intense, right? Mm-hmm. Like to combat so I can just burn and burn and burn and burn and burn. Right. That way, you know, I can fuck around with my calories a little more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's the age or what, but man, it, it's coming on hard, dude. You know, uh, you know, I've been pretty good at watching what I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, no alcohol, with the exception of on Halloween. A Halloween party. I had one little tiny drink, uh, but really no alcohol. Um, I've been doing good until Halloween hit. Yeah, Halloween hit. I hadn't had sugar, nothing. Mm. I with these fat fingers <laughs> dipped into the Reese's, and it was over. And ever since then, man, right? Bad, right? I know it, dude. So those of you who know, like, um, you know, I for the most part go vegan. I am not a vegan because obviously I cheat, Yes. but I like to go vegan. Just like, you know, I'm not gay, but I like to go gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So. Hey, it's better to be bi than by yourself, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, my wife had some blood results and stuff and long story short, yeah. she needs some more meat in her life. <laughs> Apparently, my meat's not doing it. So, well, it's because Italian sausage, man. It's you know, it's very uh, one way, right? You need the diversity. Yeah. So, my <laughs> wife hates meats, and you know, um, it's it's actually kind of funny because she actually needed meats and vitamin D. 
Apparently, I'm just not cutting it somewhere. You are not. <laughs> it's time to reevaluate, Danny. I hate to break it to you. So, uh, anyways, I've kind of forced her, like, you know what? Screw it. I'm eating like shit, anyways. And I haven't had red meat in a while and stuff. Yeah. And so I forced her to go to, um, or I forced the whole family to go to a, a meat place. Um, oh, man. Which place? Famous Dave's. Oh. Dude, their cornbread? Yes. Stupid. Right? Yeah. Their uh, potato salad? Ridiculous. Jason, I was watching him the whole time, like, with his cornbread just sitting there. And I'm like, dude, when are you going to eat that? When are you going to eat that? When are you going to eat that? And so finally he was like, you want my cornbread? I was like, fuck yes, I do. God bless, Jason. I know, right? why, why was he not eating it? I don't know. I'm like, at least taste it. It's like the best part of being here. Look, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Fuck Jason. <laughs> Exactly. Well, in this instance, it was in my favor because I got two cornbreads. Well, yeah. We always order extra cornbread from there. Mm, see, I, I, I should have thought of that. Yeah, they're like a, a buck something for more, but Famous Days is amazing. Man. I yeah. love it there. So, um, you know, it reminds me, it always reminds me of a, we had a, one of our past drummers. Uh, he was a chef there. And he would bring us, before practice, he would bring us ribs. And they were like the best fucking ribs ever. What? And he would be drummers. sitting there, eat the ribs with his fingers all fucking... Who was this? Fucking angel. He did? Yes. I don't even remember that. <laughs> it was the best. I was like, you're the, the only fuck? fucking drum I've ever had that's eating ribs <laughs> right before you're about to play. Why do I not remember that? I don't that? know, man, but they were amazing. I missed that. Um, okay. So yeah, so my point is, is that from Halloween to now, I've probably put on a good, like, solid six pounds. I've only I've only managed to put on four, and I don't know how, but I just feel fucking sluggish. You know what I mean? Like, so let me ask you this. From a... I know this is a music channel, but we like to talk about health and diet sometimes. Yes, we do. You know, bears go into hibernation, so they naturally bulk up... Or I guess that is that the word fatten up, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Is there some sort of process in the human body that perhaps does the same thing that that f- almost like we don't realize that it's making us hold on and retain the fat during cold season? No, I, I don't think so. I at mean, you all. would think scientifically that would be so, a no, thing. No, I I never even heard of that. I mean, I think I'm pe- onto something here, Adrian. Pe- people who are fitness lovers such as myself we we call it bulking season well i call it fat kid season right but it's like you know it's it's winter weather you're always wearing jackets and you know there's not no need to run around shirtless because it's cold outside so it's like give your body a break has evolution because i would imagine like back in the day before we had homes and stuff you know there was hunter gatherers that was like over two hundred thousand years ago right yeah i don't know if i mean i would imagine just like any other animal humans would have had some sort of process in their bodies that would help them to retain fat during a cold season. I mean, there's only one way to really test that. Mm. And it's to find somebody who doesn't fuck around during the holidays. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm probably totally way off here. Like, yeah, that's hard um, to gauge unless you know somebody who factually does not. Yeah, that's true does not fucking get off their diet well temperature does play a role though in like your workouts and stuff no oh i mean it does yeah or like also like when you're cold you burn more calories technically that's what they say yeah yeah so anyways yeah but i've been hitting it hard dude and i've I've, yeah you have and it's (laughs) my ass is sore right now Uh, and it's only november 15th 
So speaking of November, I wanted to... Uh, so next week is Thanksgiving. I know. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And I'm going to be on straight days. So this is our Thanksgiving straight episode. Days. Okay. Uh, it's never... Well, it's a good thing. I'm going to be gone. You're going to be on straight days because when I come back, it's gay days for you. Oh, dude. It's gay day every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... This is technically our Thanksgiving episode. Mm, yeah, that's true. Right? Damn, I yeah. forgot the turkey legs. Oh, oh no. shit! Since I'm a, see, that's what really sucks, though. Going back a little bit, I'm gonna be on the beach next week. It's gonna totally throw you off. I'm dude. gonna look like a fucking beached whale. No, man. What's gonna What's gonna happen is you're gonna think it's summer. Yes, but I'm talking about how I'm gonna look, Adrian. Oh God, I'm gonna yeah. look like a tattooed beached whale. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, ain't nobody want to see that. <laughs> Just shave. That's oh all my, you got to do. No, it's going to make me look like a, I don't know, a walrus. <laughs> I, where are you going again? Cancun. 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 Not Cancun. 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 I'm going to Cancun. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, man. And that was the plan, right? Like, I was really trying to get a beach bod without exercising. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love your mentality. I cannot wait to get beach ready without doing anything. Because, look, I don't want, I don't care about looking lean or muscular or any of that. I just wanted to not look fat, you know? Yeah. And now, like, I was, I was actually close. I was close. So now I'm thinking of, like, finding a sauna and just staying in there for, like, eight hours. Yeah, that's going to do nothing. But I'll lose water weight, man. Yeah. And then as soon as you drink water, you get it back. Really? So we're, oh, like, we're like sponges? Yes. And especially if you were to eat something high in sodium, uh -huh. your body's going to retain oh, all I that again. a lot of stuff high in sodium. Oh, that's my problem right there man sodium Salt? and carbohydrates oh dude mine's sugar man sodium usually comes from mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's also high in protein yeah that way. is true <laughs> i was thinking of doing remember back in the day i did keto yeah and I, I actually lost a lot of weight i was thinking of doing that again but then like it's at odds with what i'm supposed to be doing uh yeah i know you you always throw me off Oh, man. You always send me all these like um, vegan recipes and vegan meats and you know, because I enjoyed it last year yeah, yeah. and I, I intend on doing it again. But then like two days later, you're like, dude, I fucked up. I had some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all over the place. I, I, I'm going to stop saying like, you know, I say now like, oh, I went vegan for a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> I can no longer say anything. Other well, than especially that. now, you know, because of Danny, you, you kind of. You have no choice. You can't let her go it alone, right? If she's going to eat meat, you got to eat meat. It was funny because yesterday she didn't realize that our trip was ready next week. And yeah. she's been dieting, right? And she was really going hard like yesterday. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, the, <laughs> the gains that you're going to make from your diet between now and next week are very slim. You want Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs> She was like, and most people be like, no, I'm going to continue. Like, fuck off. Right. No. Mm -hmm. She was like, wow, you just convinced me. Yes. Let's get wet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the thing is when I train people, like I love when people come to me and they're like, train me for, for California. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I, I, if this works against me getting clientele because I don't want to just, I, I tell people, I don't train for vacation, right? Like I want to train you for life. Mm -hmm. If you get out of me what you need in two workout sessions and you're gone, yeah. well then I've done my job, right? This isn't like a scam thing where I, 
and make you lose enough just to come back and you know what i mean yeah if you get what you need out of me that's great so i always tell people what about after california Mm -hmm. i want to change lives not vacations yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like if you guys did all this great work step foot into Cancun <laughs> and you fucking start hitting the tacos hard and the tequila and the fucking beer. It's like, dude, everything you just did mm-hmm. is now gone. I mean, you are good at training. I am. That's why when I hear the door open, my pants just come off immediately. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's you know, a dog when bam. you hear the click, yeah. you know, the dog, they know how to sit. And yeah. Like me. I'm just, mm. Automatically, boom, pants yeah, off. exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so what I was getting at, because it's our Thanksgiving episode, mm-hmm. Let's run over some things we're thankful for the year. Oh, shit. I didn't even prepare this. Why didn't you tell me to you prepare know what? this? If you're really thankful for it, you wouldn't have to prepare for it. it that is a good point. To mind. That is a good point. Go. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, what? Already? <laughs> I don't even have time to think. I am thankful for... I don't know. What the fuck, dude? Like, I don't want to say the usual stuff. Everybody knows I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for my wife, my kids, like my, um, there's so much to be thankful, obviously. Right. It's kind of like when you give an acceptance speech, you know, everybody, I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my wife. Like, it's like, okay, we get that. Get to the, like, I don't know, the meaningful shit. Like that's meaningful, but you know, everybody says it. So I am thankful for all those things. Yeah. I guess I'm thankful for my height. <laughs> oh my god, my good looks, my beautiful <laughs> my beautiful pinkies. <laughs> I'm thankful for baseball caps cuz you know, I'm losing my hair a little bit these days. Dude, so let's talk about that real <laughs> real quick. So you always go one extreme to the other. Yeah. So that's how I do. A few months back, we were at the shave my head point. Yep. You went completely bald. Mm-hmm. Anton LaVey bald. It looked pretty good too. And out of nowhere, you called me and you're like, dude, I think I'm just going to go full on shag. And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to grow my hair. I'm not going to, I'm going to grow my hair out and I'm going to grow my beard out. Beard out. Both uh-huh. as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going fucking Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. That's my goal. Um... <laughs> There's days that I love it because, mm-hmm. and then there's days that I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I can't be doing this. So I don't know. I'm just going for it, man. I have hats to cover that shit up. What you have for you is you, your jobs are not con- yeah, exactly. conventional. Right. So you're allowed to fuck around all you want. If I was back doing what I used to do mm-hmm. in an office and all that shit, I'd go bald. Yeah. Easier to maintain. Don't have to worry. Just wake up and go. Yeah. Um, looks, I, I liked it when yeah. I did it. Um, but yeah, but right now considering I am my own boss, like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. But you know, I do get a lot of shit for it from uh, who? family members calling me out. Why are you doing that? You're balding. Uh, like, so fuck you, you. You, you, you. Okay. I'm going the, for the Rick Rubin look. Okay. The impersonation alone. Mm-hmm. That's either Jason or Eric. <laughs> Actually, my daughter was giving me shit yesterday. Oh, really? It's because, like, so, even though my hair is thin, like, I'm not bald by any means, like, yeah, people, like, I could go outside and people wouldn't notice. You would have to sit there and look and be like, oh, wow, your hair is thinning a little bit, Paul. Which, by the way, dude, I go back, like, three years, I had a full set of hair, beautiful, luscious locks, (laughs) 
<laughs> it was my past job, you know, doing what I did. It fucking, that's when I got my first grades. That's when I started, my hair started thinning. I, I blame the stress of what I was doing before for what happened there. Yeah. So the way my hair is right now is the same way it was when I left there. It's like, not like I'm continuing to lose hair. Yeah. It's just the stress. Like I am a firm believer now. Fuck that place. I'm a firm believer that that's what caused my hair to, to thin out. Like, it yeah, did. you were, you were very stressed out in those days. Dude, it was, it was a very stressful job. There's days that I would not hear from you and I would have to refrain from getting mad. Yeah. And be like, no, I know he's stressed out. He told me four days ago what happened. So what happens when you work with old bitches? Bitches. Bitches, man. No, this lady was, that lady was probably like 60% of my stress. Yeah. So some context, you know, obviously I was in the education system, did a lot of really big things, I guess, in terms of I opened up a school or helped open up a school. Um, but there was just people that were on my quote team that just made my life hell. <clears throat> um, I'm never one to complain. I'm one to just suck it up and do what I need to do. Right. But when people are like trying to like start drama and just like meddle in things to make your life miserable. And when you're dealing with a position that's so difficult when it comes to compliance, um, yeah, it can become very, very, very stressful very quickly. And, uh, but anyways, I don't want to get too much into that, but yeah, anyways, that stress, which is hence a big part also why I left to focus on the guitars and the studio and stuff. Um, that's why I, I feel like I aged in those couple of years. I feel like I aged like 10 years. Well, there, there's your thanks, man. You just, you just rolled out your thanks without even knowing it. Thank you. You are lucky enough to have positioned yourself mm -hmm. to be able to say, fuck that place. Yeah. And you've made it this far. But I don't like doing that because I'm I'm, an, I'm only I'm thinking myself. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't want to thank myself. Well, hey, you should be thankful uh, that it was able to. Okay, happen. I'm thankful that I was. You know how many people try to become entrepreneurs or their own boss or do their own shit and they're unable to. Yeah. You have an amazing support system, a best friend that people would fucking die for. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You know what I mean. Yeah. Even though you've tried replacing me. Per I guess as of yesterday, it's probably like the seventh time this year. <laughs> but whatever, we know it never happens. <laughs> I just have to keep you on your toes, Adrian. Well, yeah, I tell you what, you're going to keep me on my toes, and I'm going to put somebody on their back. That's what, that's what it's coming or down to. On their to. stomach, huh? Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not going to fuck around with your new boyfriends here. Hi, someone's getting knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i guess i mean i'm thankful for you were able, the, you were able the to do position it, that i'm in right now yeah there you um, go, it could be worse it could be better but you know what i, would I can't any, complain i'm I alive killed to quit my job yeah so yeah i mean we could get there yeah. we're, we're getting there we are man sorry tony 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 we got some cool things in the pipeline that we do not can't mm -hmm. and do not want to speak of yet but it has to do with great things part of it is our podcast cool. well we can speak about that can we yeah oh cool well so wait let me give my thanks okay, first give, give your thanks okay so i like you i know you do i thought you loved me but whatever <laughs> <laughs> hey you keep throwing these fucking guys on me dude and it's at me because I, I want you to throw them on me yeah, but exactly. if you throw them at me it's different um I am, you know, I want to say typical things because f truthfully, I am. 
Mm-hmm. I am thankful that you and I have made it this fucking far without killing each other. Mm-hmm. I am thankful for my kids, my wife. Like, dude, I got great my wife. F- Sorry. My wife. <laughs> you would never get this, <laughs> dude. Okay, wait. Side note for you, comic nerds and uh, Marvel movie buffs. I found okay a big character in the Marvel MCU goes by the name of Mephisto. He's basically the devil. Mm-hmm. So this past phase in the MCU, and I'll try to speed this along, they've been teasing Mephisto because he's a big, big high power within the villains, right? Anyway, long story short, we're finally getting Mephisto in the MCU. Mm. Played by none other than fucking Borat. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude, I text my kid. I said, we're finally getting Mephisto, and I know who's playing. He's like, who is it? And I send him a picture of Borat giving his thumbs up. <laughs> Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha oh. Sasha Cohen Baron. Yeah, be I playing. love that guy. That guy's brilliant, man. He is. He fucking is. But um So yeah, I'm thankful for the typical things. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this year I I didn't want to speak about it because I, I didn't feel it was my place to speak of it. I don't um I'm not like a what do you want to say? I'm very closed off, very reserved, right? Like, I don't need people's shit, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. You know, most people say, well, you should have told us because we would have been there for you. And, and it wasn't, it didn't happen to me, right? Mm-hmm. But the one thing I'm thankful for is at the beginning of the year, my family was dealt a really big blow mm-hmm. and my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. Hardcore, aggressive breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But she's a fucking fighter. She was recently told she had surgery, double mastectomy. Her doctor told her, you are 100% cancer-free. Nice. 100%. So yeah, I'm thankful for, you know, all the prayers and the amazing doctors and everybody that helped save my mom's life. Yeah. She's still That's here. awesome, dude. Like, I remember when you texted me that, I was like, like, I don't know. It's, it's like such a, a relief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And she's doing good, right? She's doing amazing. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Amazing, Ben. The doctor even told her that in so many, t- in so many words, she's a rare case. Mm. Only 30% of women beat this aggressive form of cancer the way she did. Right. So much so that they want to send her to California, mm-hmm. a cancer clinic there, to actually have studies done on her, on how her body did what it was able to do. Yeah. Because only 30% of people fucking beat this thing. And thank God she was part of that 30%. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot to be thankful for. And yeah. that's, I don't think that's typical, though. That's not something that a lot oh, of people... Oh, I was just can... going through the typical part before yeah. I got to that part. Oh, okay. Because I am. I do. I tell you all the time, whether you say it back or not, I have my moments where I'm like, I love you, man. Because mm-hmm. I think... I think about us all the time. Yeah. Well, of course. I think about you Sexually, all the time. non-sexually. You yeah. know? <laughs> I always think about you. My favorite image of you is just you naked, glistening in the moonlight. <laughs> just, you know, I just, me sitting there with a spray bottle just spritzing you. And it's so weird. I just think about your pinkies moving up and down. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, yeah. You know, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff as well. Like, um, you know, like on that tip, and I don't want to like, I'm not trying to... Uh, steal your thunder or anything oh but, not you, know. you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like i i lost both of my parents yes you know mm-hmm. of two cancer both of them yeah. in in less than a year and um so i am thankful for like for example 
my my brothers my friends um my my daughter my my wife of course kind of just rallying around us and support you know um that's uh, that's a that's a blow that's just very difficult to deal with i still struggle you know what i mean it's not like i don't know it's it's really weird it's really surreal but um you know i think about had I had other people in my life, uh, and I'm not saying anybody in particular, I'm just saying like other people that didn't rally around us the way it was, you know, they did. Um, I don't know if it would have been as easy to, to manage, you oh, know? Yeah. You know, my me. wife was huge, huge in that. Um, you know, she pretty much was there for anything and everything, you know? Yeah. Um, had it been anybody else, I don't, I don't think it would have, I would have been able to manage and deal with it the way I did. So. Absolutely, man. And that's why I always say a great support system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, that's my thanks for the year. That's your thanks for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're still here, right? That's a yeah, great exactly. thing to be thankful for. <clears throat> yep. We, we're able to, we're already over, what, a year and some change on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. So people seem to like us enough for us to want to keep doing it. Thankful for that. So some news on that. Um I don't want to jinx it. No, I think we're all right. We're gonna. I'm gonna sign contracts. Did you? Well, I mean, sorry, send the contracts today. Okay. So, unfortunately for our listeners, I guess you're gonna start to hear some ads coming up. Yeah. Um, not gonna be very long, right? Um, but when, so when we first started this podcast, our goal was to just do it because we literally get together in the studio, and we've been doing this for decades. And we sit down and we talk and we talk music and we talk nutrition. We talk everything, but mostly music is our thing because, yeah. I mean, that's that's our background, right? And uh, we always said, like, we should record this. And this was, like, years ago before podcasts even existed. Yeah. Like, this is, like, you know, just not even for anybody but ourselves, like, yeah. just to go back and listen to. And we came up with the idea of doing the podcast so we literally come in and do what we've been doing for many, many, many years. The only difference is, is that we have a mic in front of us and we press record. Yeah. Even, even for whatever reason, you and I have been speaking a lot more like these past three weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but we're on the phone almost every day yeah, for an hour at a time. Yeah. And every time we're talking, I always say, man, we should have recorded that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so what I'm trying to get at is that we do this because this is what we love to do. Yeah. It was never with the goal of, hey, we can make money off of it one day or the goal of, it was never that. It was just like, hey, we we love talking. We should record it. And so we can go back and listen to the stupid shit that we say. <laughs> really, that's what it came down to. Um, I, think but, we've, I think we've also even said, dude, if somebody was recording that conversation, nobody would ever believe it, it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We'd always say shit like that. So the only reason, I'm not going to mention names is because... Um, my experience has been when you mention, like, so I'm working with so and so. Yeah. People will then try to contact so and so and be like, and not that people know how, but you never know, mm-hmm. uh, and be like, um, hey, you're working with my friend, and uh, hey, can you help us out too? You yeah. know, shit like that. So I won't mention names, but there is a couple of, um, there's a person who contacted us who is a pretty much a celebrity. Uh, on a TV show, mm-hmm. um, I will say that it is on Bravo TV. Mm-hmm. 
uh, him and his wife are pretty famous. Um, I know his wife has like over a million followers on Instagram, um, for whatever that's worth. They have a very, very popular podcast. Very, very popular. Uh, we were contacted. So happens that even though they're famous for what they do, um, just like a lot of celebrities, they have side businesses, they do other things. And um, since his his podcast became so wildly popular, he created a business or he's starting a business, I should say, um, in helping other podcasts that he approves of to um, be able to manage certain things mm -hmm. a little bit better um, in terms of monetization ads. And so we're signing with him and his company who will be managing those for us to yep. help us get paid, which is why you'll hear ads on here because, well, I mean, we do this, we make the time. Yeah. How cool is it that we're going to get paid to talk to each other? I've always said it. You know, I've always said it. Call it selling out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. When you're in these shoes, then you can <laughs> fucking talk. Exactly. You know so, yeah. So we have actually, um, I had my lawyer um, review the contract, which is why it's taking a little bit of time. Um, it's a pretty, pretty clean contract. Um, just a few changes that had to be made, but it's, um, it's exciting because um, here probably at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. you know, we're officially going to start getting paid to have these conversations with each other. Right. So, but I, I want to say going on back to being thankful, this could have never happened had we not had the listeners that we have. No, oh, absolutely. I, I know we joke around about having five or six people listening, <laughs> um, but you know what? What's crazy is that people have, for whatever reason, started actually listening to us yeah. uh, and gotten us to the point now where because of our analytics, because of, how many people are listening um, and all that were actually able to land such a deal. Um, so thank you. Yes. Thank every Everybody. single one of you. Yeah. Um, and Paul's right. We 100% could not do it without you. We even say it when it comes to, you know, when we used to be heavily active in, in the music scene, it's like without our fans or friends, you know, likers, whatever you want to call them. Mm hmm We'd have nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it takes people to um, show interest and to show like for other people to be like, well, these guys are onto something. Right. Because if they listened to our podcast and it was just two gay guys talking, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, it's funny, but nobody fucking else likes it. I'm out. So, yeah. it's, you know, the proof is in the pudding that you guys are helping us out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's some big news. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's something um, to be thankful I'm excited. For. I actually put it in my notes. I need to send the contract today. <laughs> He's going to be like, nah, never mind. Uh, yeah. You guys took too long. You're too fucking late. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into our challenges? Let's get into it, man. What did we, it was, I challenged you with red hot chili peppers. No, I challenged you with the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> And I said that so convincing, <laughs> straight in your face. I mean, <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you challenged me to Megadeth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. But there's a couple of questions I had for you before okay. I got into this. And I was just thinking about it real quick. So, again, I know we like to repeat ourselves, but I am a... Um, huge fan of female artists female fronted bands are everything to me and i've never asked you 
Who was your all-time favorite female artist? If you had to choose one. Mm-hmm. I already can tell you exactly who it Wait. is. You're going to be totally... Uh, so it's not Bjork? No. Oh, damn it. Okay. Who? And you think I'm joking when I'm going to say this name, but I'm being totally serious. Wait. Okay, no, go. I can't think about it. Carla Morrison. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, I think Carla Morrison has the best female voice of all time. Ah, uh, she's great, but I'm sorry. You sorry. know what's crazy though? Uh, and I probably talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. You know, you know, I started listening to Billie Eilish before she blew up, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, like this girl's got onto something. She's amazing. Her voice, blah, 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 blah. We even have that on, on video. Yeah. I realize she actually, I don't know if she's influenced by them, but like Carla Monison, for example, was doing kind of that, that style mm-hmm. way before Billie Eilish. Um, but when you listen to her voice, you can see where I would imagine there's a lot of female vocalists out there that she's influenced and people just don't know yeah, because she's not an American artist. Right. But yeah, man, when I hear her voice, it's like I melt. It's just so fucking good. So <clears throat> you've been listening to her fairly recently. Let's say the past five, seven. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Prior to that though, because I'm talking like, all she, time. She's your all time right now. Right. And I don't know. It's hard. Pre- I'm hard pressed to find anybody that's going to. Was Bjork ever on your list? Uh, Bjork is a, I have a love hate relationship with Bjork and her music. I love her music. And sometimes she does some things vocally where I'm like, I don't know, Bjork, was that really necessary there? <laughs> <laughs> you may want to have thought that over again. <laughs> no, Bjork is pretty amazing. But yeah, there's there's stuff that she does that I'm kind of like. Then uh, where the hell did I get Bjork from on your list? I thought for sure. Bjork? Um, dude, I don't know. That's a tough one. Female leading vocalist. All right, give me five. Give me five right now. I, I, I hate that I'm going to say this, but... Um, I just, maybe not in the present, but perhaps in the past. And I was never really a big fan of this band, but I appreciate her, uh, the singer of Paramore. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's great. I really appreciate her. You're never going to catch me sing fucking something like Evanescence. Fuck that band. Um, <laughs> all you new metal peeps out there, fuck that. Oh, God. Here we go with using new metal in the <laughs> wrong way again. Ching. Um... You know what? I, this is a very good question. Yeah. Um, I don't know why she came to mind. Like, um, I don't know, man. Throw names out there and I can tell you yes or no. Well, then, then I'm just giving you my top five if I do that. I mean, I go back to... I don't know why. I'm just not thinking of a lot of female vocalists right See, now. See, and that's what I'm getting at here is... Back in the day, you had your head so far up rock music's ass that mm-hmm. you're not... I don't hear you getting out of rock music. That's not true. That's you, not had, true. you have yet to mention one person out of rock aside from Carla mm-hmm. and Billie Eilish. Well, and female, that, though. Yeah. Like, that's, that's difficult for me. I mean, I listen to a lot of female vocalists, like Florence and the Machine, for example. I listen to... Um, What's her name? Ah, fuck. I'm so bad with names. Um, Calm, cool, very similar to 
What's the one that you you shared one time on this chat? Ethel Kane, very similar to Ethel oh. Kane. I will say Ethel Kane is fucking amazing. Oh, absolutely. Um, I can't remember her name. She has like one of the most. She she was super like wildly famous. Um, it was very reminiscent of that. I like them, but to sit there and say like they're my top, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't think, and it's probably because I've never really thought about who my top female specifically yeah. artists are. I think first of all, you're very. I'm very limited, right? Um, I do listen to a lot of female artists, but I don't think I've sat there and categorized them in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of them. Yeah. But, you know. I was just curious. I've always yeah. I'll have to think about that. All right. Think about it. Get back to me. All right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's because, you know, like right, right away, you say female fronted, right? Mm-hmm. One of the first people that comes to mind is like Evanescence, who I just loathe, right? Um, don't get me wrong. She has a good voice. She had, I just feel like the music is just terrible, yeah. right? Um so I think about right away a bunch of all these female artists, but to sit there and say who's in my top five, it's very difficult. But I can say who my number one is, and that's Carla Morrison. Well, that's good. I mean, at least you have a number one. Yeah. Right? She's yeah. just amazing. I mean, okay. I thought of another one. Cardigans. Oh, yeah. Cardigans are great. Fuck yeah. Actually, matter of fact, we were just talking about them, me and Jason, a couple of days ago. Fuck Jason. <laughs> that second album they did, oh, both of those albums, they did two albums, I think, only. Um, amazing, amazing, yeah. such underrated music. Oh, ah, sorry, I had to stretch. Okay, okay. I just, I was just curious, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you have one. I'm yeah. glad one. Well, I just named two, but I'm saying, yeah, you know. Okay, awesome. All right, on to the challenge. Then that's all I wanted to ask you. All right, you go first. So I was challenged to listen to none other than Megadeth. Do, 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 do. Every See, time you and, say Megadeth, I'm going to do that. And that's the song that, that always <laughs> comes to mind because that's all I know. <laughs> so, okay. I did it different this time. I went with Peace, peace Cells mm-hmm. all the way up to Symphony of Destruction. Like Countdown. Countdown to Destruction. Symphony Countdown is the song. Countdown to Extinction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did that. I just listened, uh-huh. and then I went back and I took a couple of notes, uh-huh. which I shouldn't have done that. I should have just started taking notes like I always do. Right. But hold on, before you get into it, yeah, the baseline on P cells, one of the world's greatest baselines. Do 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 do. Okay. Yeah, I actually did write that down. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay. Now, one of the best baselines ever written. No. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. One can argue with you there. <laughs> it's you good. remember that from MTV. Dude, you know what? I knew I heard that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why Seinfeld came to mind. It's very <laughs> reminiscent of like the... Whatever it does. Oh, right? no, so that is from MTV. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Whenever the news would come on. So, all right. So I started off with Peace Cells, right? Mm-hmm. Wake Up the Dead. I said I like the funky part in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's like this weird... Dun, gan, dun, 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 yeah. Gan, dun, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Peace Cells, I said I liked the bass line at the beginning. There's a sound called, song called Bad Omen, where mm-hmm. I got the first guitar riff to catch my attention. Um, 
There's another song called I Ain't Superstitious. Yeah, that's a cover. Very bl- Oh, it is? Uh-huh. Oh, no wonder. I was like, man, this is very bluesy. That's what I wrote. It's very an bl- old song. Very bluesy. So, I mean, that being your favorite album, I kind of paid a little bit more attention to. Mm-hmm. I got to say, overall, it's his voice, man. No, I, and I knew you would say that. It's his voice. Yeah. Overall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's They're very... You know the quintessential 80s metal band you know what i mean like i well, but his voice is very distinct it, no but i'm saying musically oh uh, i don't know man well look i can tell you right now fact metallica is way better well fact dave mustaine was I also can read writer I, from metallica yeah 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 three albums but i'm saying overall mm-hmm. i like james james hetfield's voice better um yeah cliff burton was a better bass player i agree um i think it's just metallica was and that that's what i was getting to so from from um peace cells up to countdown dis- countdown to distinction mm-hmm. destruction Ex- extinction extinction <laughs> you can hear the evolution uh-huh. it was like peace <clears throat> cells was yeah it was very metal but it had you know those funky parts and it was very right thrash yeah mm-hmm. and they they were getting darker and darker and better by the album. Right. Sound quality. I agree, I agree with that. Musicianship. By the time you get to Extinction, it's like two different bands. Right. Almost. So Peace Sells, real quick, just some context. One of the reasons that's one of my favorite albums is because of the nostalgia attached to it. From when you were a kid. Yeah. Because when I heard that, I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is that from? What is that? I don't know. I forgot. It's a Christmas <laughs> movie, though. Uh, National Lampoons. The old man with the cigar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching that last <laughs> night. Really? Already? Okay. Anyways. And then, so there's a, I forgot the name of the album, but there's a song called Hangar 18. Yes. I like the beginning. Dana, yes. One of the greatest songs. There's a song called Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. That was a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all I wrote other than my key points of... But that's all from, uh, that's not from Countdown. What about Countdown? I didn't write anything. Because oh Symphon- Symphony of Destruction is the song I knew. Uh-huh. Right, from... But that's a, that's a very well-written album. It was. It was. It just, to me, and you're going to be mad at me, but it all sounds the same after a while. But you're a musician, though. Yeah. Yeah. When you listen to the technical, I think again, going back to, I said this a couple of podcasts ago is when you take the time to learn. Oh yeah. And you were pre- like, for example, you just mentioned hangar 18, like those chords, like they're very common chords to play at the beginning. But when you get past that and you get into that song, it's a very difficult song to play. There used to be a hip hop group that I loved called hangar 18. Oh so yeah. I remember that. That's yeah. why I loved no, no, I saw the name of the song. I said, Oh, hangar 18. You know, the musicianship in Megadeth, although it does sound, I guess you can say repetitive, it's pretty tech. It's so technical. Look, I'm not taking anything away from the musicianship. Yes, technically, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. No, you probably could. Drummers. Got to learn it. The drummer's great. Um, Musicianship is definitely there. Definitely. But I like a little flavor, man, and it kind of got a little... 
I felt my head bobbing like this <laughs> after, you know, fucking two albums. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I can see it, right? I mean, I can see the appeal. I can see why you like them. So, oddly enough, I, I know the history, right, between um, Dave Mustaine and Megadeth and, I mean, and Metallica. I knew he was a integral part of Metallica at the beginning. Um, so... Who made Metallica sound then? Did Dave Mustaine create their sound and they took off with it, or was it the other way around? And that is the argument. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. However, I will go as far as to say, and and uh, and I might be getting my facts a little bit incorrect here. My favorite album from Metallica is "Injustice for All," mm-hmm. which I don't think he had any part of that album. That was just such. That's the one that has one. Oh, oh yeah, um, such a good album. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. They could have taken something he wrote and, and and applied it to that album, but I don't know. But then again, the argument too is that the albums that he was a part of um, were fucking amazing albums, mm-hmm. and you know, by Injustice for All, Metallica was already pretty well known and. and getting up there and and, and pretty big actually because by injustice for all they were playing huge arenas and stuff already so it could be argued that without dave mustaine metallica would have never seen the success that they saw right which i would go as far as to argue that i think he was on kill em all yeah kill em all uh ride the lightning and metal up your ass or just those two metal up your ass is like uh i think that's only like a b album or something oh yeah like so the actual albums are kill em all ride the lightning master of puppets and justice for all um <clears throat> so he was on master of puppets or he wasn't oh my understanding is that a lot of the riffs on master of puppets were riffs that he had written oh, and they brought sh- into the album so metallica yeah took his style and went with it kind of yeah and that's the thing so when they're trying to recreate their old selves it's kind of difficult if you don't have dave mustaine i mean that's just my opinion right. I, and and i'm and i'm speaking really a lot out of my ass right now because i've never even really thought about this until now even though because that's the first question that came to mind is there's it's very again thrash metal has its sound and it's very distinct and those bands you know they have the same formula kind of mm-hmm. like you would say about new metal mm-hmm. um but what i love about metallica is there's there's groove mm-hmm. there's melody like i can't sing a mega death you song right now at all right but i can sing a lot of metallica songs because um james hetfield his melodies are great right like there's stuff to be remembered right you know what i mean well that's why these bands are called they're known as the big four yeah what well, and that, that's right? another thing i was going to ask you so metallica megadeth slayer and anthrax. anthrax yeah yeah and so um I, yeah i mean like i can say of the big four and that was on my notes that's why, that's why i said i was going to ask you about that megadeth is my least favorite really i would have to go metallica slayer anthrax then megadeth hmm i love anthrax Slay- yeah because the bass is fucking great slayer that bass well tone. look everyone wants to argue who started rap rock mm-hmm. yeah for me it anthrax. was anthrax anthrax and um public, oh, public enemy. enemy yeah everyone wants a lot believe it or not in, in the new metal history a lot of people say um faith no more had a lot to do with it mm. Which is, yeah, yeah. you could see it, right? Mm -hmm. But 
and I'm like, do you guys, did you guys fucking forget about anthrax and public enemy? Yeah. Like, and that, see, that I, had never been seen. I, if, if I can remember correctly, I'm getting older these days and my memory's not the same, but I think I always remembered it as I heard anthrax and public enemy before I heard run DMC and Aerosmith. That's what a lot of people try to credit. Oh, I forgot about and that. And they gave that credit to Rick Rubin mm-hmm. for bringing, making that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the, even still, I mean, yes, you had Run DMC and Aerosmith, but I'm talking like metal and hip hop, right? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, to me, it was Anthrax. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of people credit them with like the the fusion of rock mm. and rap. I see what you're saying, um, but um, yeah. So just to <clears throat> finish it off, overall, um. Would I go back to it? Probably not. Really? I, I did. I, 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 again, I... Because I really wanted you to to, to learn that bass line. Uh, I'll do that do for you, you. That would turn me on. Oh. Big time. I'm going to walk in here naked. Just do it and do it. Yeah, I, I don't... You know, it's 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 a hard pill for me to swallow, right? So little bit of a little bit of backstory my dad was big time into you are not listening to the devil's music right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so growing up as a kid naively i thought this was legitimately the devil's music and you're going to summon the devil and so my frame of mind was i i was honest to god afraid of this music mm-hmm. like i didn't want to see the the cover of the albums nothing i was scared of it as a kid right i mean i was like five or six some shit like and that. that is exactly why we're half and half i used to be told the same thing but you want you and i was like really so you don't it's like the forbidden fruit right right like oh okay i'm gonna listen to this i'm gonna tell you a weird story Mm. at the end of the block by glen cove there Mm -hmm. was this family that lived there my favorite my friend i think his name was david so i shouldn't say he's my friend because i can't remember his fucking name (laughs) he had a sister she was older than us anyway one night gussie and i went over there and we're hanging out with david and his sister's a big time rocker she starts asking us about metal metal music and me and gus were like i don't know i love vanilla ice or whatever you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah and she starts talking about guns and roses and the devil and she's like if i play this song right now and it's going to bring out the devil and she starts saying all these scary things and bringing Just out these ca- like scaring the fuck out of us and, dude. Traumatized and we ran the fuck <clears throat> home how dude. old was she uh, she's probably like 18 or something like that. What a little bitch. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Totally scared me. But Ruined then, metal music for you. But as I got older, right. the curiosity kicked in. Mm-hmm. Because I started with Metallica. Mm. That's when I was like, you know what, Dad? Bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Metallica. Yeah. And this was, I think I was like 10. Wait, when did uh, the Black Album come out? 91? 91. Okay, 91. so I was 11. Yeah. And that's, that's where I... <clears throat> went in mm-hmm. so maybe that's why I'm, I'm more partial to metallica could, you know what i mean i could see that i could definitely see that and with me it was the opposite man like we used to get those cassettes taken from us so we knew as soon as we bought one to make a copy of it and let the real one get taken because and then we would have the copy we did that on purpose and we wouldn't label it wouldn't it be the other way around make the copy leave the copy accessible no, because and we, hide the real one we knew they were gonna find the real one so it was make the copy make it not labeled because it was just a matter of time that the new one would get taken away what would, what would your your parents do with it throw it away burn it no actually we found them <laughs> later on in a closet 
really? <clears throat> all together. Yeah. So it was like, huh, like Christmas morning. All of when a sudden. When your parents were doing taxes, they were listening to fucking Megadeth. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that my dad liked all that music. So then why did he take it away? Or was no, it your he, aunts? It, 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 no, it was, it was my mom mostly. And I think it was more of a because my mom said so type of thing. Yeah, he had to back her up. And plus he probably listened. Yeah, he probably did listen to himself like, yep. I'll check this out. Yeah, my dad used to let us listen to, like, for example, I'm going to go see them in February. Uh, this band always makes me think of my dad is the band Exodus. Are you going to go there? Where are you going to see them at? Uh, some new place I've never heard of. Here? No, in Albuquerque. Did you say that right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I did. Anyways, um, Exodus with Anthrax and Black Label Society. Who, oh, that's the show. I yeah, don't know yeah, why yeah. I thought that was going to be So Exodus, soon. Kirk Hammett was actually in yeah. Exodus originally. Yeah. 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 So, um, but so anyways, my point is my dad loved all that. We would listen to ACDC, Exodus, Led Zeppelin, Metallica. Like that's what my dad loved to listen to. You know what's so funny that when you say that? I always think about the shit my dad was into, right? Mm-hmm. You ever seen the movie? You did see it because we saw it together. Detroit Rock City with Edward Furlong. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, The yeah, kids yeah. are going uh-huh, to the Kiss uh-huh. concert. Yeah, yeah. So there's that one scene where they're driving down the highway and they run into disco kids mm, and yeah. they start fighting each other. Yeah. I always think, that's Mr. Ward and my dad back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because my dad was a, a big old disco head. Yeah. And my dad liked all music, but he he really liked those artists in particular. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all right. So, so final yeah, verdict. A final verdict. I, you know, I mean, it's just not. It's not my cup of tea, man. Yeah. It's it's just. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we go on tour, Adrian. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Considering the people we're going on tour with, I know I'm the odd man out. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to it. <laughs> all right. So you challenged me to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. And now I said do the first like four albums because I didn't know how familiar you were with them. But you said you wanted to do do the whole discography, right? Yeah. So how'd you do it? I did. I went from the very beginning. Okay. I wanted to hear... I really wanted to focus on... And I know this sounds like weird, but I wanted to focus on the difference of like drug era to post-drug era. Oh, yeah. Because it really does play a huge role, right? Absolutely. So, but real quick, my first question to you is... Tell me again how you hate happy music. Uh, this, <laughs> this was not the happy you're talking about. <laughs> yes, they they were up an upbeat, happy, funk, punk, rap band. Yeah. It's as happy as it gets. No. Man. Dude, like, come on. Like, you could change those lyrics around and it could have been like Sesame Street songs. No, you're, what, what song are you talking about? Any Any of the songs... Like what? Like all of them. They're fucking happy. <laughs> They're super happy. Like okay. they make you like okay, want to so, dance. So on the first al- album... I was self- doing jazz hands a lot. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> on the first album, self- self-titled. Uh-huh. It, it, to me, it's like... It was like punk rock, right? With like... I, I don't hear the happy you're thinking of. Like fucking um, MGMT happy it's happier than that no, it is yes not. it is no, dude it is so happy it's not even funny oh no, stop All it's right. like keep going let's go to the gym <laughs> let's work out <laughs> <laughs> there was good quality too man it one was. thing i can say production wise from the very get-go to now dude like red hot chili peppers even pre rick rubin days like their production quality was pretty fucking amazing yeah and it was it's weird because 
there wasn't a lot of bands. There's still to this day not a lot of bands doing that. Like Red, that's one thing I appreciate real quick. And I'm gonna start off by saying this: nobody sounds like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nope, not a. You know what I mean? Like there's so many artists we talk about, and there's so many like little baby versions of those artists, and we talk about how there's this influence from this band to this band, which is why we do a lot of these challenges, right? But dude, I was thinking about it. Like nobody sounds like Red Hot Chili Peppers and there's aspects of certain artists in their music, so to speak, but very few. Like yeah. I think about like, um, what's the name of the parliament? Funkadelic. Um, George Clinton. George Clinton. Yeah. Like you can hear like components of that. Um, but dude, nobody sounds like fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. They created their own like, it's almost like they're their own genre absolutely it's crazy some have tried like i don't know if you remember in the early 90s partially because they kind of look the same but mike pat mike patton kind of yeah which was, they, don't they hate each other they, i was actually gonna bring that they up they did yeah they actually they did. don't anymore i don't know about anymore it's but, amazing how similar they were back in the day yeah but i mean the chili peppers have been around since 84 but what i feel I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that history. I just know that they didn't like each other for whatever reason. But I almost feel like it's two like geniuses that happen to have the same ideas or similar ideas, I should say. Well, look, the shitty part about it is, and, and I'll, I will admit it, when you get down to brass tacks, Anthony Kiedis is a great singer. He's a great lyricist. His ideas are awesome, right? He helped start his own genre, like you just said. Mm -hmm. But... At the higher end, Mike Patton is just a superior musician. Oh, yeah. Far, right. far superior. Yeah, of course. But I just think at the time, it was, they kind of looked the same. Mm -hmm. They you really know, did. Mike Patton kind of, kind of sounded, you know, reminiscent to mm -hmm. Anthony Kiedis at times. So I think that was the whole, like, Maybe farm. it's one of those things. Have you ever experienced this? I experience it. Whenever I meet somebody that's similar to me, that like dude god god only blesses earth one of me my man that never happens <laughs> like if somebody kind of looks like me or somebody has mannerisms like me or whatever, i don't like them and it's probably because i think maybe i just don't like myself that's weird because i cannot not like gussie you know <laughs> oh that's true you're so used to it i don't know but maybe it was one of those things where they were like i don't like that guy because they're too similar so you don't like me a lot of people say you and i do the exact same yeah, people I mean, say you're the, we sound the same you're the buff version of me so i'm like the brown version of you see <laughs> i'm just like yeah. <laughs> Don't um, mess with me because this is what would happen. <laughs> um, so anyways, okay. So I wanted to get those two things out there. Mm -hmm. um, I like, I really like the first album, but I really love the second album. Yeah, Freaky Style. Um, and I think it was, no, no, no. Okay, so how can i say it like there was nothing there was not a song though that i could be like oh my god that was amazing because they were all pretty awesome yeah um i really i really enjoyed because it actually again going back on the happy thing it like made me like in a positive mood i was actually here in the studio when i first started listening to it and i was working on stuff just listening to it and i was just like man this is great like it just got me in a good mood it was really weird yeah um started swinging my hips <laughs> um Okay, but the second album to me really stood out in terms of like, I just loved that album from the beginning um, to the end. And then going into Mother's Milk, <laughs> I realized something that... Well, you skipped a whole album. Oh, that was good too. The third. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but, I just put on here they were great. Like I can't like there was nothing again. Th- I can say like the album is good, but there until you get to blood sugar sugar sex, sex magic, magic mm-hmm. the songs kind of all run together mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah I, I could see that definitely <clears throat> um it's like they were trying just to be like that party yeah that party yeah. band you know what i mean yeah. right right and it was just a lot of not the, i don't want to because that sounds wrong saying it's a lot of the same stuff it's it, but it's just a lot of that groove that yeah. bass that anthony you know what i mean anthony kiedis doesn't have the most melodic voice until you get to again blood sugar sex magic yeah this is a tongue twister <laughs> um but i realized something that i never knew before and this is going to open up a whole new uh, topic mother's milk song pretty little ditty uh-huh. I had no idea that that song, the Butterfly Sugar song. Oh, that they covered it or they sampled it. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. I I thought I told you that. I never, all these fucking years. So that song became wildly popular in the 90s, right? Was it 90s? Uh, It was like 2000. Yeah. Right? Like, where these guys created this stupid fucking song even though it was catchy as fuck but i realized what was so catchy about it was that baseline and i was always like man i gotta give these guys props for writing a really cool fucking baseline yeah. come to find it's fucking fleas baseline i thought i told you that i never fucking knew that you know what and you, you i know you get mad because you know i do what but the only reason i like that song is because well yeah one nostalgia it, it has yeah but it, the reason I started liking that song was I was like, hey, wait a minute. That's the chili pepper line, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, I used to get fucking shit face drunk and <laughs> sing that song to my wife all the time. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> She'd be driving us home and there I was drunk singing it to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm fucking awesome. Well, you used to sing it to me too, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, like that and it's crazy how it's just for like a moment like it's a weird song yeah and then like it does that and i was like so anyways as much as i hate that song it was interesting to make that connection yeah and to realize that really all along i did not like that song because of those guys i the part of that song that i actually liked was because of flea the world's greatest bass player hello i i have to second that man i gotta tell you Flea, especially after like <clears throat> not only listening to all this, but seeing him perform live. Yeah. Um, Flea is, there's nobody, dude. Like, I know they try to compare Les Claypool to Flea. The funny thing about that is, is they have both come out and said, because they're, they're well aware that they're pitted against each other. Right. Both of them. Mm-hmm. And Les Claypool has said, I can't do what Flea does. Flea has said, I can't do what he does. But right. I'm, I'm me and he's him. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, Flea is, is just amazing because you could put him in pretty much any band and he could make it happen. Oh man, did you ever hear his project with Tom York? Yes, Adams for Peace. Yes, yes, it's yes. Incredible. It was really good. Yeah, oh, incredible. Um, so yeah, so then going on to the, I went all the way and and listened to pretty much everything. You better go all the way. <laughs> but again, I. I'm going to kind of say like when I first heard Red Hot Chili Peppers, like you had mentioned, you first heard Metallica at the Black Album. Mm-hmm. I first heard Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, actually, no, I first heard their first album, but I didn't really get into them. It yeah. was like, it was cool, but I didn't, you know, I was a metal kid, right? Yeah. But when I really got into them, I'll never forget, man. Um, I was probably like 
sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that, when Blood Sugar came out, and I might be getting it wrong, but I, well, I remember that, being around that time. It was 91, so yeah, around Oh, no, then I was younger than that. Oh, it, maybe six, I heard it late. I don't six, know. No, you were probably in the sixth grade. Mm, probably fifth grade. Really? Yeah. But, of course, Under the Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? my favorite song that I used to play? What's that one called? It's the other slow song on that album. Oh, I Could Have Lied. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the best song on that album. I Could Have Lied is probably my second favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song next to the... You know what's so funny about about you mentioning that? I'm not a guitar player, so I don't try learning people's songs. Mm-hmm. But when you and I first met, I asked you. I was kind of testing you. I'm like, hey, man, can you learn this song for me? Yeah. And literally the next day you're like, here, I learned it for you. Yeah. And it was I Could Have Lied. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that album, dude, and I like hearing the, the, the story behind, uh, like under the bridge mm-hmm. where Anthony Kiedis talks about how he didn't have any intention on using it. He thought it was too emotional or whatever, too different. And, and Rick Rubin was like, right, Rick Rubin, yeah. right. Rick Rubin was like, no, you're going to use, we're going to use this. You know, that, that record was recorded in a haunted mansion. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know how many records I've recorded in the haunted? Like <laughs> in every one we've ever done. <laughs> um, but anyways, dude, like the dynamic. And again, this is where people don't understand producers. Mm-hmm. Like people, producers are not there to change you. They're there to, to me, in my well, opinion, to bring. Well, yeah, some do, <laughs> right? With our experience. Mm-hmm. Some do. Those are not the best producers, right? Like a producer should bring should enhance you bring the best out of you. yes to be able to make you find in yourself as a writer as a musician things that you didn't even realize you were capable of and um i think that's exactly what he accomplished on that album yeah um but did the, the one thing i wanted to ask you was did you hear the difference right so from from uplift to mother's milk mm-hmm. kind of got a little bit darker well well Uplift was the last album Hillel Slovak did with the Peppers mm. before he overdosed. Right. Introduce John Frusciante on Mother's okay. Milk. I will say that John Frusciante was a much technical writer. In my, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If no, you I agree. agree. I yeah. feel like uh, what's his name before? It was kind of. It was good. It was just run of the mill. Like, hey, this is my bass player. This is my badass drummer. I'm gonna add to this. Mm. Whereas I feel like John Frusciante, his writing really shined. It like matched. Right. It matched what everybody else in the band was doing. And like, um, like hearing Anthony Kiedis talk about how these guys still to this day, like their life is all about music and writing music and and creating it and practicing and just still to this day with all the fame and everything. Yeah. You know, and you can tell like. I don't know. It's just like the, like they were good, but once John Frusciante t- came in, it just took them to a whole new level. It was, you know, and that's the shitty part about, and I don't want to say shitty because they have, they've had so many guitar, not even, not even so many, right? They had Hello Slovak, John Frusciante, Arik Marshall stepped in for a little while. Dave Navarro. Then we got fucking Dave Navarro. Back to John, then to Josh Koppenheimer, and now we got John again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just. Like Josh, a cop, whatever the, I don't even know how to pronounce his fucking last name. It's like, he's good, right? He's a great musician. He's a great guitar player, but it's like, 
these other guitar players, aside from, I'm going to say aside from Dave Navarro, because he really tried to put his own spin on it while yeah, keeping that, that uh, chili pepper vibe. Yeah. But most of them are going to be like, oh, I got to sound like John Frusciante. I think. Mm. I no, think. yeah, of you course. He even I mean? looked like him. <laughs> yeah. Like he kind of like performance wise and stuff, like he kind of looked like him. Yeah. So I was going to talk about that with the Dave Navarro stuff. I don't know, man. Like those, that album became very mainstream esque i don't know there was something different well yeah and, was, and dave navarro was great for jane's addiction i mean jane's addiction oh, is one of my favorite bands yeah, ever absolutely but i just feel like i guess it served its purpose yeah but it's no john Frusciante. no it, it, they he brought the peppers to a whole different different realm mm-hmm. right it it had the pepper vibe mm-hmm. but yeah i it was a good album for what it was. You know what I mean? Is he clean now? Who, Dave Navarro? No, John Frusciante. I, I don't even know, to be honest. Because that's me. always been the thing, right? Says they all is. got clean, but he's always back and yeah. forth. Dude, have you heard his solo albums? Yeah, I don't like his voice. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's like me. He, he, but he, he can gets, play guitar great, but can't sing for the fucking life of him. He gets... The albums get better. Like, his first one is Neanderlades and usually just a t-shirt or something like that. That mm-hmm. album is like the fuck did i just listen to yeah but you biasly love it because it's him and right but the other one something water i forgot the full title of it that album's fucking great like they progressively get better yeah but yeah no yeah and then of course dude like there's no denying will ferrell like (laughs) will ferrell is amazing yeah he's so good at what he does um and the fact that he's able to balance between acting and and playing drums for it's amazing, actually, right? Right, dude amazing. fucking amazing talk about talent <laughs> <laughs> but no okay results uh overall um their newer stuff i like their newer stuff it's actually easier for me to get into their older stuff than it is to get into the newer oh, stuff. yeah absolutely uh you know not that i don't like it i do like it danny california i don't know it's whoa whoa Dream of California. Dream of California. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What's with Danny California? Danny California. That's another one. What's what's yeah. what's their deal with California? He says California Dude, he's, all the time. I know he's obsessed with it, but I heard he's moving to Hawaii. So now we're going to hear like, <laughs> dream of Hawaii. <laughs> dream of Honolulu. <laughs> yeah. So that was my point. I was going to bring up like, there's so much California stuff in there. Dude, he's a California kid at heart, dude. Surfer, skater. Yeah, I know. I saw you him on Point mean? Break. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> Yeah. hardcore yeah. surfer dude yeah man he, he loves California. i wonder how he healed from that getting shot in the foot <laughs> <laughs> i had to think about that <laughs> he's a good actor actually he is he and is. then flea when he fired fucking marty <laughs> he got marty fired oh yeah the, the, that's chi- right. the chinese guy fired yeah that's actually did right. the firing. wait because he was snooping on his phone yeah. call with flea Dude, it's so fucking it's gonna, flea man it's crazy how many movies they've actually been in yeah they came out the funny thing about the the my love with the chili peppers it's you know it, it goes back to my cousin patrick right but he showed me this movie called thrashing which is a movie about skaters skate, skateboarders mm-hmm. in california and the Chili Peppers are in that movie. Oh, they, really? They play at one of the parties. Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, oh, I fucking love that band. And then, like, you just put two and two together mm. later on down the line. Interesting. But, yeah, they were in that movie. They were... Um, Flea came out in... Something uh, recently. Son-in-Law. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the tattoo artist. Yeah. They came out in another movie with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson, I think it was. They were... 
like truckers or some shit. I just, I, one of the best lines ever is, nope, that would be too easy. We're going <laughs> to fuck no, you up. That would be a waste of oh, time. Oh, a waste of time. There you go. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to fuck you up. <laughs> Anyways. So um, overall. I mean, overall, amazing. How is it that I always like everything? Well, not everything. Minus Breaking Benjamin, which, by the way, fuck Breaking Benjamin. They keep showing up in my fucking daily mixes on yeah. Spotify. Those fucking damn you're, it. You're welcome. Anyways, you haven't caught yourself humming one tune. No, you're not lying. at all. No, dude, you would never I swear fucking admit to God, it. I swear to God, <laughs> I swear. Even my daughter was like, "Ooh," and I was like, "I know." Your uncle's an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, amazing. Awesome. Um, can't say that. Um, I can't say that uh, like their songs are like they don't they, some of them kind of blend together but at the end of the day like i love them i'll listen to them i'll continue listening to them i love everything they do i feel like i'm going to be a little bit more intent when they come out with new stuff to really like yeah del- dive into it you know but this year they threw us for a loop they put out two albums yeah i know which is fucking nuts yeah. but anyways uh no i love it um they're fucking phenomenal awesome i'm glad all right do next you, challenge, bro. You want to do the next yeah, one? Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, you go first. I am going to challenge you. Oh, come on, man. Give me a break. Actually, you know what's funny? The band I was going to challenge you with, you just said you love, so I can't challenge you with them. Well, here's the thing. And they're, they're another band on my list that I'm surprised you haven't challenged me with. Yes, I'm familiar with Injustice for All. I'm familiar with Kill em All. But really, for me, it was the Black Owl. No, that's not who I was talking about. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Metallica. No, Who? I'm gonna throw in. I'm gonna throw in something. I'm gonna sideswipe you really quick. Do it, Sepultura, 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 dude, Sepultura. I, because of Soulfly, I like. I I'm, I I'm a Max Cavalera fan. But I want you to go back. Okay, way back. Sepultura, got it. I want you to really because that band was very very um, influential for me. Yeah. Um, I think back to one of my very first drummers ever in one of my very first bands. Not my first, but one of my very first bands. He was the only drummer that I knew that could play the song Territory perfectly, flawlessly. And what song is that from? That's from Chaos AD, I believe, is the album. Okay. And so I used to just watch I, We would play that song just so I could watch him play it. Um one of those still to this day i mean this he was we were in high school and this he was such a great louise uh no jake jacob Soto. oh jacob yeah yeah one of the best fucking drummers man damn like he was so damn good and then he moved away and so we had to get other drummers which of course drummers that we messed with were great too but man he opened my eyes to like to what drum like and he was so young and so damn talented yeah man. he's our age right or like a year yeah old no or no no like he's yeah he's roughly our age and and to know that he was able to play to that level at that age yeah like oh fuck. yeah he was incredible yeah i know he went on to do other things i don't know my facts 100 percent, so i can't really say much I but think he went to vegas or something like yeah, that yeah he was drumming for he, he did he did pretty cool cool stuff musically yeah because he's, uh, yeah he's that great of a drummer yeah absolutely but uh but okay. anyways, that's going to be who I challenge you. Yeah, with. I'm excited with this one. I'm very familiar with Sepultura uh, more than you think mm-hmm. because of Soulfly. I had to get my history done back in the day, and I found out Max Cavalero came from Sepultura. And I, but yes, okay, cool. I'm excited about this one. 
All right. I, I can already tell you I'm going to love it, but yeah. So one for you, it's kind of in the same vein of what you just hit me with, right? I know you are a fan of his solo stuff and you're going to say, dude, but I know about this band, but I want you to deep dive. Like their discography is bigger than people think. Mm -hmm. And I know you're a fan of the solo stuff. Fact. Because, I mean, I even think on one of our episodes recently, you were like, oh, dude, that's all I've been listening to. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you just told me while we were at your house. Anyway, so I want you to deep dive the Smiths. Oh, nice. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, my daughter's really been getting into, like, she was showing me yesterday. We were driving around all the music. She's hardcore into Morrissey and the Smiths. Oh, thank God. Like, awesome. hardcore. Um, she was showing me a lot of, like, bands that I love. Um, like she's starting to listen to the killers and you know, stuff awesome. like that. And yeah. I was just like, Oh, finally, dude, you know what my kid hit <laughs> You know what my kid hit me with the other day? It huh? almost made me cry for whatever reason. Both of my kids for the longest time were not distortion kids. Like it wasn't, mm -hmm. they don't like heavy music at all. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely my son, who's a musician himself, he's been getting into the Deftones, a song here or there. Mm. So for, for anybody who's a, a fan of t-shirts, right? They no longer make t-shirts properly. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm a medium. Mm -hmm. But the weird fabric that t-shirts are made out of now, the medium fits me like a fucking extra small. Mm -hmm. So I bought all these Deftones t-shirts thinking they were a size medium. Turns out they weren't. Mm -hmm. Long story short, like two weeks ago, he's like, hey, dad, can I borrow some of your Deftones t-shirts? <laughs> I almost cried. Yeah. Today, he's getting ready for school. He walks out of his room and one of my Deftones t-shirts... I got a bit verklempt. That's awesome. Yeah. And unlike a lot of kids, he actually knows the music because he, he hears it from you. He's learning their songs. <clears throat> yeah. He taught me the other day. I was I was playing something. He goes, you know, you're playing that wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son is the cutest. He is, dude. He I is. just, I just, uh, I, we transferred ownership of a yeah. line six half stack mm -hmm. to now he has it. To know that it ended up in the hands of my son. <laughs> Life is coming full circle, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he gets all, it's funny to hear him talk about it because I hear him talking to his friends. And he's like, oh, yeah, my uncle. Oh, my uncle. My uncle. <laughs> <laughs> when he came to the studio the other day, he was like, he was so happy to be here. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I just think about when we were kids and we would walk into any studio. Mm -hmm. It was like. <sighs> and, and it's funny you mentioned that because he actually told me because his first words were after the, the amp thing, I had to take him to school a few days later. Anyway, he was like, dad, I didn't know Uncle Paul's studio was like that. He's like, I know you told me about it. And he's like, but I just couldn't picture how big it, like, you know, yeah. the, the scale of it. Right. And he's like, that place is fucking awesome. And he's like, Uncle Paul's telling me all this, all that. And I'm like, now do you get it? Because I've told him for years, your uncle, you have... You have what most kids would kill to have mm -hmm. at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. And now he gets it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But he needs to come here. I, that's what I, dude, I tell him all the time, but I think seeing it, being here, it finally hit him. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. magnitude of like what this kid can really do. Right. You know what I mean? I would love that. Love that. Like, oh. I just need to pass this knowledge on to somebody. You know what I mean? I ask you all the time and you tell me no. Well, whatever, man. That's because I know what it is. Yeah. You know I'm going to be a better producer than you. You don't want that to happen. <laughs> Shut up. You know, the only difference between me and you is pushing buttons. Because the theory, it's all here already, buddy. 
All right, uh, so the Smiths, yes. I want Smiths, you to take a deep dive. Yes, 100%. The reason I'm excited for this one and, you know, backstory, and I've said it before, you cannot be a part of the, my family without being a Morrissey fan. And mm -hmm. I've loved Morrissey and the Smiths since birth. Like, yeah. they are my top five, you know, Morrissey and, or anything Morrissey does, but the Smiths, it's everything. Did you hear what he just did in L.A.? No, what happened? He walked off stage after nine songs because he said he was too cold. Well, he's getting old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been doing that for like I, two decades. I know, I know man. So, But yeah. you know what? It's a, such a Morrissey thing to do. Yeah. Morrissey is, to me, he's God's gift, man. Like, yeah. I mean, him and Johnny Marr are like what I'd say are you and I, right? Right. How they've never reconciled, made amends to... But whatever, right? I'm excited. No, I'm super, yeah. super, super excited. Because um, I know you've heard the Smiths, duh. Yeah, right? but I've never... I don't sit there and listen song, but I just listen to the go-tos that I love. Like My favorite Smiths album, when you get to it, and I want you to sink in on it, is the album Strange Ways, Here We Come. Okay. Oh, my God. That album is fucking phenomenal. That's weird. You always tell me it's Strange Ways, How I Come. <laughs> Well, it is because you like to do it in different ways. Or sometimes it's a spurt. Sometimes it's a full. <laughs> sometimes it's a dribble. <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm like fucking uh, Peter North. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's just like a fire hose, man. Oh, gross. <laughs> You're disgusting. All right. Let's get into the chat. The, dude, glad you brought that up. So, and today on the chat. Dude, perfect. Got it? All yeah. Right. So today I bring you a band that's very, very new. And I found out something very interesting about them the other day because of my boy, Justin. Um, he and I were texting about them the other day, but Sup, I heard Justin, I heard this band a few months ago. Now everybody or recently, there seems to be like this resurgence of people wanting to bring back the nineties. Right. Mm -hmm. But. I fi I'm finding bands wanting to bring back the good side of the 90s more and more. The darker grunge type stuff. Mm. Not not just the 90s in general, but... So I stumbled upon, upon this band the other day because what brought what brought them to my attention was the name of the, the, name of the band first, because mm. I've said it a million times. That's how I find these bands. Mm. I just scroll and I find a cool name and I say, oh, I want to see what that sounds like. Right. And... They have a female singer. I think sometimes there's a male vocalist in there. But anyway, musically they're great. They're they're doing that that nineties thing very, very well. Justin agrees that they're a great band. And they're a band by the name Fleshwater. Mm. Yeah. They their catalog is very small. They put out a an EP, uh, a demo actually in two thousand and twenty. And their full their first full album just recently came out. A few weeks ago, 2022. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Female fronted, um, very dark, very grungy. But fun fact, and I was gonna, I was gonna put this band. This band is on my chat list. I just haven't gotten around to it. Two of the members from this band I'm about to mention are in this band, and hmm. it kind of makes sense. So I, I forgot which members Justin said they were, but there's this band called Vane and. Vain FM. Mm, they're good. I like them. Yeah, very metal. Very Super heavy. Very industrial. Yeah. Two of the members are in this fucking oh, band. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I had no fucking idea. I think it was Justin that showed me Vain. I showed you one song. Was it you? It was oh, one I don't know. You guys it. are always showing me artists, yeah. which I thank you for that. Unlike Jason, who shows me an artist and Fuck thinks Jason. I'm going to love him. And like I'm like, mm, it's all right. 
Actually, and then he gets so mad. Actually, I'm gonna give fuck Jason some props right now. He sent me a band the other day that was really good. Really? Bad to be good to be bad to be good, or I don't don't remember. It's like some long ass fucking name. Oh, but it was really good. He shows me stuff. I mean, he has shown me artists that I ended up getting into. But I think his thing is that I don't know. He's just weird. That that should be Jason's nickname. I want people to to catch on to that. It's not Jason. It's fuck Jason. <laughs> hey, there's fuck Jason. <laughs> I told him we're going to do t-shirts and his face is going to be on it. So everybody can know who fuck Jason fuck, is. Where's fuck Jason at? Oh, <laughs> dude, I love it. Everybody. We need to bring that on. Yeah. Fuck Jason. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, one of you guys showed me Vane, yeah. who I do like. Yeah, they're fucking amazing. So to know that they were in... Because considering what Vane sounds like... And what these guys sound like, it's a stark contrast. Mm. But this band is fucking amazing. Their whole album is ridiculous. So my shat for the day is Fleshwater. Awesome. Check them out. Let me know what you think. So on topic, off topic. Mm -hmm. I know you always say that, so I'm taking that from you. Thank you. I discovered a band that has existed for many decades before Mm -hmm. I was even born that I really like. And I don't know if you know of them. Jason knew who they were. Fuck Jason. <laughs> I have to pause now. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know it's coming. Um, so I came across this article where they were talking about the hatred between the guitar player of this band and, and Robert Smith from The Cure. And it got me very intrigued to who this band was because apparently they were signed by the same A&R scout. Um, and they just, from day one, they recorded in the same studio. So for example... I think it was them. They they had said that... I think the hatred started where they were sneaking into a studio to record an album at night and Robert's... Uh, the Cure was recording and they were using The Cure's gear and like without them knowing just because they were sneaking in to record this album. Anyways, really? it's a band called The Jam. Okay, I've heard of The Jam, but I didn't know about that Yeah, man. Really? And so I went and started listening to their stuff, and I like it a lot. Really? It's really good, man. It's like very... Um, uh, it's it's edgy for that time, almost like punkish, kind of like early punk. Yeah. Uh, um, it's it's cool, man. You should check it out. Yeah, I, I'll definitely check it I, out. I think... Um, but I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm team Cure, so Oh, fuck of those course. Guys. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. But I think it was pretty cool because you figure all these years passed, right? But no, there's, he actually like is quoted <laughs> as like calling like Robert Smith a fucking cunt or something. <laughs> like they hate each other. It runs that deep. Dude, and that's a collaboration. I'm like, I don't know if it's Morrissey's fault. I don't know if it's Robert Smith's fault, but like how they've never been... Don't they hate each other too? I, th- I think they did. Do or did. I, don't, I have to ask Gussie. I don't know. But yeah, to me, Gussie that would, would be know. fucking, whoa. Yeah. Not so much anymore because they're old farts, right? But like, had they done it like in the 90s? In the day. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like when boxers like come together in their prime instead of when they're old men. Yeah. Yeah. Mayweather and Pacquiao. Yeah, exactly. Which we're going to well, get soon. Stop calling me people. Oh. Uh, anyways. All right. Anything yeah. else? No, man. I thought, uh, I think we did great. I love, uh, I love your thoughts on the peppers. I really do. Yeah. I know. I've always known that you love them, but I, I want to They're fucking delicious. Like jalapenos <laughs> are my favorite. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I, I got everything on. I need to. Awesome. So, um, with that said, everybody, we're not going to 
you won't hear from us next week. Paul's going to be in Cancun <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> so, soaking um, up the sun. Soaking up the sun. And I'm going to be at work providing electricity for all you motherfuckers who need to eat dinner. Enjoy your family because I don't get to be with mine because you hey, guys need electricity. And since I'm going to be gone, I've got to stuff your turkey right now. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, you do. I forgot. <laughs> you got to give it a good stuffing. <laughs> So uh, from ours to yours, thank you guys. Hope you have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Enjoy your family. Enjoy your loved ones. Remember, time is short. Don't take advantage of it. Yep. I might get killed by the cartel while I'm on the beach. Man, don't say that. That's the one thing I've been thinking about, dude. (laughs) I know you have. (laughs) Dude, when you told me you were going to Mexico, I said, oh, man. It's so funny because my older brother, well, Eric, he went, you know, uh, not too long ago. And he was like... What better way to die yeah. than being fucking wasted on the beach and then you get killed by the cartel? Like, if I got to go, that's how I want to go. And I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah, because you, you think it's going to be easy? Just a shot to the head and you're gone? What if they think you're somebody and they kidnap you and torture you? <sighs> that's true. What if he would? Sh- what if they were to shoot me in the face? <laughs> that's a chance we were willing to take. <laughs> All right, thank and you guys. And with that, everybody, again, enjoy your holidays. Thank you guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.